Hello, and welcome to God is a Dad podcast. I'm Justin. I'll be joined in a minute by my friends Dan and Jake, and we are three dads who are trying to become better dads, primarily through asking and answering the question, uh, how does God parent us, and then trying to do that same thing with our kids. Today, though, since it's kind of almost the new year, we thought we'd like to spend an episode just talking about something that we're really into uh, each individually, which is doing New Year's resolutions. I actually think we have kind of a unique way that we look at them, so uh, hope you enjoy our take on New Year's resolutions and thought it would fit kind of well into this podcast and this purpose because the New Year's a great time to kind of reflect on your life and think about ways you want to improve, specifically in parenting. So each of us have some parenting resolutions that we're making uh, along with some other ones too that are kind of fun in nature as well. So hope you enjoy. Let's go ahead and bring in Dan and Jake. All right, New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. So if you haven't, yeah, if you haven't figured out yet, I I like to start these a lot of conversations with kind of the sort of the why question, the why behind the, the topic, I guess. Sure. Just because, I don't know, I, I feel like it's important to, if you, if you start there with sort of the value of it, then I think you can lay like sort of the common foundation for even why you're, for, for the conversation itself, you know? And I feel like it starts with why why the topic in in the first place so uh also i'm especially <laughs> especially familiar with this because dan you 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 sort of inspired and helped cultivate my desire for or my value for new year's resolutions yeah. and yeah, then i've kind of you know whenever but whenever i talk about it specifically with my my family None. They're all pretty cynical and skeptical with New Year's resolutions. Dude, everybody is. Everybody. Yeah. Is. I, well, right. So yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah. There's two types of people in the world, right? The people that do them and the people that don't. And if you don't do them, it's for, it's for this one reason. So, especially with this topic, I think it would make sense to kind of talk about why, just why you think they're important, what what the value of them is, because they're met with a lot of skepticism. Yeah. And definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm curious what you think about. If you're trying to talk somebody into the value of why why they should why it'd be a good idea to do it this new year, what's your what's your elevator pitch? My elevator pitch is like the same for books. Like I feel like it's the conundrum that people people say when they don't like reading books. It's because they think I think for books specifically, it's because people believe they need to read them for some sort of grander scheme. Uh, when in reality, mm. if the book isn't entertaining or not like teaching you something that you really care about, then just drop it and pick up a book that, so I keep, I keep a list of all the stuff that I've read or watched or whatever. Um, and, uh, this year, so I've read 14 books and I have, uh, not finished five. Usually if it doesn't grab me within 20 to 50 pages, <laughs> then yeah, I just, you know, the sunken cost fallacy, I think really hurts the books. Mm -hmm. uh, industry because people feel like there's this scholarly air around it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, then you, you limit the sort of, uh, books that you can read or even just the hobby in general. Um, so like, I feel the same way about new year's res resolutions where you guys know the office episode where Pam, Pam decides that there's going to be new year's resolutions yep, where, yep. so the, the premise Jake is Pam decides that there's going to be New Year's resolutions for the office, and some people want to do it, some people don't want to do it, and uh, I can't remember who inspires Dwight, but Dwight sees one, 
And he's like, oh, that's a New Year's resolution? I could do that. And on a slip of paper, he writes, I want to meet a loose woman and slaps it on the board. And that's kind of how I view New Year's resolution. Like, if it's not something you want to do or if it's not like a bucket list item for the year, then mm-hmm. why would right. you even go ahead? and? Because you don't want to set yourself up for failure with them, which is what people do. And so I kind of take like a shotgun approach, like throw like 12 New Year's resolutions out. And don't feel bad about like the ones that you don't do, you know, like if it's, yeah, if you find the two or three that actually change your life and change it for the better, then you found like two or three new habits or hobbies or skills that you can apply. So Mm, my elevator pitch is do like put down like only things that you think are going to be entertaining or our bucket list Mm -hmm. um, items. And don't feel bad about, like, there's no guilt about not letting your New Year's resolution slide or, like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. because then you learned something about yourself. You learned that you don't enjoy this thing as you much think is as much as you thought you did, or uh, it's not getting in shape or eating healthy isn't as valuable to you as you thought it was or, or whatever it is. Right, like, right. if it's something that actually takes resolve so that's my elevator pitch it's a little yeah yeah that's good i feel like people i feel like the pushback to that comes from the way it seems sometimes like new year's resolutions are approached which is kind of a look at me look at all these ways that i'm going to improve my life Mm. you know and it's kind of like a draw attention look how great i am because i'm resolving to make all these positive changes and then when you don't do it you're kind of yeah what's the word you know you're you're the person who you know says one thing and does another and mm-hmm. kind of is, is uses news, news resolutions for self-promotion sort of, which, you know, I guess the advice there would be, you don't have to talk about your news, new year's resolutions to everybody <laughs> right? <laughs> and brag about all the things you're going to do. <laughs> you could just make them kind of for yourself. Yeah. Which is exactly, I think if you approach it more for an entertainment or, mm. or kind of like with the purpose of having, a life that's just kind of more fun all around. Yep. Uh, whether it's not like if you are, if you're disciplined and you, you know, take care of your work first, then you have more free time after like versus just being disciplined to take care of, you know, the stuff mm-hmm. you need to take care of. But if you kind of look at it as a way of gaining um, something positive versus like doing it to, yeah, I don't know, like improve yourself. Then I think, there's a lot less boasting that probably will occur because right. it's it's not you you doing it for like your reputation it's just you doing it for your your own fun your own betterment of your life and so then like well i'm gonna watch like a movie once a week like <laughs> that's that's not like a new year's resolution that many people boast about but mm. it could yeah, significantly sure. improve your life <laughs> you don't make right. if you don't make time for yourself and you don't like get to do the things you want to do like and if that's a movie then you're going to be missing out Mm -hmm. yeah i like that that's a good pitch i love i love asking people what their new year's resolutions will be uh uh, most people don't have them anymore they're like well i i'm not gonna like do it anyway so I'm, I'm not even gonna try to make one up uh but then you you sort of like force them into 
uh, finding one or figuring one out on the spot. And it's just always interesting and always curious to see what is on people's hearts and minds for either self-growth or what they want to do, what their goals are. And I don't know. It, it, I also use it as a way to inspire me to figure out like, ooh, actually that sounds like a pretty good one. Or that, that sounds like something I would want to do too. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always curious what other people are, are wanting to do with their resolutions. Right. How much, how much do you get, how often do you get kind of the, the cynical, skeptical pushback? Like, oh no, I don't do them. Almost like a. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like, like a, at least 80%, I would say. Oh, really? Probably more. <laughs> are, are you able to talk most of them into thinking, into thinking about it? Into considering yeah, and actually yeah. coming up with one, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. but most of them are are health related. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's oh well, I guess I'll try to work out, or I I guess I'll try to eat healthier. That's kind of a whole, uh, yeah. Especially for working out, why? Yeah, that's a funny one. It's a funny one. I like try to convince people not to work out until they find something that gives them motivation to work yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yes. I hate it. I hate working out. <laughs> the worst. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think this the secret behind the New Year's resolution is it's more of a practice of finding out what you actually want to do already, rather than mm-hmm. trying to discipline yourself into something. Yeah, new. totally. Right, yeah. Most people take it right. It, so for me, the whole the reason I really like New Year's resolutions is because for me, I like the new. So every every holiday sort of has a focus, right? Valentine's Day, you kind of focus on your, you know, intimacy with your significant other. On Easter, we remember and focus on the, you know, the gospel and the death and resurrection of Jesus. Thanksgiving is thanks thankfulness. You know, Christmas is family and the birth of Jesus, and Christmas is just goodness. I think in the world, we just focus on like the goodness in the world, kind of. But mm-hmm. then for me, New Year's is all about reflection. Mm. It's all about you know taking stock, sort of, of the pa- of the last year. And actually just setting aside time to kind of think about life and how I feel about it. And sort of for me to kind of recognize, I guess, the choices that I'm making or the things that I'm doing and whether or not I'm happy with those. Sort yeah. of. Because there's, there's a lot of like subconscious choices that I make, I think, all the time that I don't even necessarily, I'm not as very, very cognitively aware of, kind of. And just patterns of behavior that you, I don't even know that I necessarily proactively decided to start doing, but just sort of fell into the habit of. And so for me, New Year's is the, is the time of the year where I kind of assess those and say, you know, how do I, how do I, how do I feel about that? Mm-hmm. So for me, what I like to do is I like to ask myself, what are the things that I actually think inside of my, <laughs> my heart or my soul, I guess, are things that I want to do. But for whatever reason, I just haven't started yet. I just haven't kicked them off, you know? But what are things that are actually inside of me already? And I want to just kind of write them down or take some really simple practical steps to like make them start them start happening. Which then I think I end up having a lot higher success rate because like Dan said with the with the working out, it's all about, you know, you have to find the motivation. I'm really not into a lot of I don't I'm not a huge believer in discipline. I'm more of a believer in trying to change yourself as a, like you know, as a person and then just doing whatever comes out of that. Mm. And so, yeah, that, that's what it is for me is trying to find out what's inside of me. And then, yeah, that's, a, that's, I like that a lot. Yeah. Cause it's like the, 
Yeah, I think that's a kind of what I was trying to say in some of of like discovering. Yeah, you discover what you like and don't like through mm-hmm. kind of like giving a shotgun approach to it. Yeah, because if you pick 12 things, the nine you don't do are the ones you didn't actually want to do in the first place. <laughs> and the three you end up doing are the ones you wanted to do. So, <laughs> but, but, but I do think it's important that for me, I, I really think that occasionally, and it doesn't happen all the time, but occasionally there are some things that I actually want to do that I haven't started just because of some really practical lack of implementation. You know, yeah, some, yeah. and that's the thing that I don't think I realized for a long time is that that is actually pretty important to put some some things into place so that you can actually kind of express what's inside of you. And that's what I like New Year's. You know, it, it's just a fresh start and you can kind of make some really small tweaks that allow things to come kind of come out of you that were maybe already there. Yeah, I think that's a I like your shotgun approach. though. I've, I've never ch- done that many because I've I think I've believed the, the fallacy that it's better to focus on a few but sure now that i'm talking about it, i think your that approach makes a lot more sense actually to try to think of tons of things that you might want to do and then the ones that the ones that you like will actually rise to the surface naturally have you guys have you guys thought of some do you have some that you wanted that you're going to try uh yeah yes yes yes. good what are they what are they (laughs) (laughs) it's funny i keep a page of new year's resolutions uh i don't even know if i accomplished three uh, out of the 12 that I choose because I've started keeping this page in 2014. I only had two in 2014. 2015, I had like 13, <laughs> maybe more. It's just funny to look back on them. I'm really impressed with your with your Google Docs, all the lists you have. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that this was going on behind the scenes, that, you're that, that you were that organized about all of these, these uh, little entertaining activities you have going on. It's pretty cool. Oh, dude, they're so much fun. Like, it actually, the, they started off because of a New Year's resolution. Uh-huh. It's super interesting to watch the trends that my life has taken since uh, starting it. I changed one of mine because actually with that New Year's resolution episode in the office, Ryan's, Ryan's New Year's resolution was to live life like an art. Like, like art, live life like art, I think is his news resolution. And I, <laughs> I wrote down on my little Google doc that it, the exact same thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I hate myself. <laughs> I hate myself right now. Uh, but yeah. the, my thought is, is that like, Anna and I usually are fairly, we're fairly uh, simple in the terms of like, what we try to have around the house. And I just want to become more lean uh, like that. Uh, I want everything to be yeah, like meaningful that I, that I own. And so it's helped because we've moved, we've moved like once at least every two years uh, nationally and internationally. So we've been able to get, get rid of a ton of stuff, but it's amazing with kids and just living how much garbage you can accumulate. Uh, so I just want to keep on, like, I just don't like, clutter in general a big one for me is also this has been this has been one of those that i've consistently not gotten to in my last like four years and so i'm hoping this is the year i'm hoping something changes (laughs) because i think about it and i'm like this is what i want and i think because it's attached to climbing now i think i'll be able to but i really want my back injury to be gone and i really want my my back like my chest and kind of like how tight i am in my posture to change 
So I'm implementing like a half hour a day of stretching specifically for stretching and like mobilizing for those two injuries and kind of working out to change that. I want to climb consistently V7 and V12. Uh, I'm like on the cusp of both of them, but I keep on getting injured. Is that like difficulty rating? Yeah. Yeah. So V7 is bouldering and 512 is sport climbing with a rope. I just need more exposure, I think. And I need to be injury free for longer periods of times. My fingers, I'm usually good until I start like a training regimen and then I injure my fingers. So I got to stay out of injury um, long enough for me to improve, I think. I think Anna and I are going to try, we're going to try dating with the kids every other month. I think we like, we want to, and we did twice last year. <laughs> I was like, I was talking about it with her. Cause I was like, is this something we really want to do? Cause we hang out with the kids. We both work part-time I'm in school. So we both like have a lot of responsibility with the kids. Like we're with them a lot outside of school. Do we really like, is this something that we really need to do? And I think, after talking about it with her, we just want we want more intentional time with them. We're around them a lot, and we do a lot of fun stuff, but I don't think we, like, sit down and have, like, conversations with them a whole ton, which leads me to my next year's resolution, which is to include the kids in conversation <laughs> around the dinner table because I, we do. Anna does a much better job than I do, but I just – I essentially just talk to Anna, <laughs> which, uh, which is something that <laughs> – worked for like while they were four and now i think they're they're coming back from school and they've got stories or they're interested in like more things and can hold a conversation and stuff we can't do that our our kids are too they will not they will not be left out of the conversation at all i i wish i could just talk to nicole but our kids are they're just they're just there and they're like they're like what does that mean dad Like why James is always asking why are you laughing? Like, <laughs> we're talking with each other and joking about something or whatever, and James has to understand every single joke that is ever told in the whole house. Yeah. And sixty percent of them, I don't know how to explain them to a six-year-old, <laughs> but that they will not be left out of conversations. So we, yeah. we your your kids will, huh? What do they just sit there and listen, or do they just zone out or talk to each other? What uh, do they, do? they they are pretty in, focused on their food. Oh, interesting. <laughs> They've been very focused on their food until like. <laughs> pretty recently and so yeah so they're focused on like oh this is so good wow dad you're the best cook ever and it's like spaghetti balls or whatever <laughs> or they are complaining about how they don't want to eat it and it's usually something spicy and so we have to focus <laughs> <laughs> so it's usually they're usually like really locked in or they're just trying to stop eating uh dinner so Gotcha. Hmm. But I think within the last like three to six months, they've started like talking about just stuff and kind of been able to like, I, it was, I don't think it was really within their skill set to be able to do two things at once, like take a <laughs> and sure. listen to what was going on and then like want to respond. And now they're starting to be able to finish their food in a reasonable time, like under an hour <laughs> and also have a conversation interesting yeah that makes sense and then i got two more one is this year what we're going to try to do for or what i'm at least going to try to do and Anna's going to try for a while with me and then kind of reevaluate but i've never been good with nutrition i've just always kind of 
I've never made it a focus of my life. Like I have a lot of intentionality with, with every like academics, work, family, God, friends. Like I'm intentional about like mostly a lot of things in my life that have just kind of been built in. And like, that's how I want to act. Or I know like kind of where, what I'm working on in that area. Uh, but food, it's always kind of been just like whatever's around. And I've never been like super pleased with what I'm doing. And so the goal is, because I, I really want to be able to enjoy food, but I also really want the benefits of kind of sacrificing food at the same time. Don't. Sure. Or like the taste <laughs> of food. You no, know, th- those two don't like really go hand in hand. So what we're going to try to do is eat a very regimented diet, except for one time a week, like one meal a week, we're going to make an experience. Uh, and hopefully that kind of gives like, you get that steak dinner with like scotch and ice cream afterwards or something like you get like all the stuff you yep. want and like, you can remember it and look forward to it. And so that's the hope that that's kind right, of the right. idea currently. That'd be fun. You can like be okay with eating salads, you know, as your lunch, <laughs> uh, where like right now I'm like, I don't want to eat a salad. I want to eat something that tastes like mildly good, like a sandwich or whatever and then i think i've always kind of had like difficulty as well with with like making new year's resolutions surrounding god because i kind of feel like i don't want that to be intentional uh but if you approach it i think like you were describing like i think it's something within me but i just haven't made steps or i haven't discovered like the goal yet um so my current goal is to uh, I think I'm going to try and memorize a chapter of the Bible once a month because I really enjoy scripture memorization. I think for me, it like helps me focus and then it just kind of pops in my mind um, throughout mm-hmm. the day. Whereas if I read scripture and then I like am done with it, then I kind of like check out for the, for the rest of the day. Uh, and it doesn't like, it doesn't stay with me or stick with me as often and it's not like as a part of my internal dialogue uh as i as i want it to be mm-hmm. so yeah wow I, that's that's that surprises me you you don't seem like a scripture memorization kind of guy oh i there was a year in my life when i did it pretty consistently mm-hmm. uh and i really really liked it mm-hmm. and then i then i stopped I th- I really like one of the reasons why I want to be a PT is because I just like memorizing things, and I really just like <laughs> like I really just like knowing things. Uh, uh-huh, sure. And so hopefully this taps into that sort of. Yeah, totally. That's cool. So yeah, those are my those are my new resolutions. Any critiques? Any any <laughs> failings? You think I'm gonna fail? Any? We should make a predictor of which ones we're gonna fail in. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's your over under for how many? What, what's your guess? How many out of? How, were there eight or that seven? How, how many were there? Six. Yeah, six maybe. I think these are all pretty golden. I think mm. I'm gonna hit 100 percent this year. <laughs> I think I'm gonna hit 100 percent. I will take the under. <laughs> <laughs> What does over under mean? I don't really know. Like, the yeah. Uh, <laughs> so essentially, what what the, what Vegas does is they they pick a number that they think they can get half half of all people to bet. Like, if the number was two and a half, whatever resolutions kept, 
then if you if you actually kept three or more of them, then anybody who bet the over would win the money. Mm-hmm. And if you only finished two of them, then anybody bet who, who bet the under of that number Ooh. would would win it. So you you pick a number that you think is is like you don't really know which way you're gonna go, and then yeah. people kind of pick which side of that number they fall on. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to answer what your over under is, but that's uh, if you think it's six, then. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I feel like pretty good about these ones. I feel like the food one is definitely the nutrition one. I I don't know. I I have my doubts. That's, that's pretty extreme. That's a pretty yeah. extreme jump to go to yeah. one meal a week. If yeah. you were if you were something like like what I what I do is breakfast and lunch. I essentially get zero enjoyment out of, and then dinner <laughs> is where I dinner is where I enjoy things. I eat almost the same thing every single day for breakfast and lunch, and it's very utilitarian. You know, it's all yeah. nutrition. It's all optimized based on what, you know, what I'm trying to fuel my body with. Yeah. Breakfast and lunch are fuel. And then dinner is the only time of the day where I think about, even think about enjoyment. So if it was something like that, or you were like, we're going to go hard on the weekends, the whole weekend or something during the week, but one meal a week is, that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty far step to take in one go, I think. Yeah. But so, so I'm with Jake. I'm skeptical about that one. Ooh, dude. <laughs> My 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 argument against it is, I really want to I really want to climb better, <laughs> and I think nutrition's a really easy thing that I could change. Not easy in terms of like, like it's not gonna feel good, but it's very simple. Yeah. Like I I know either that I'm gonna like it's a very I don't have to worry about trying to figure it out. Like is this healthy? Right, is right. it not? But, yep. So my I, prediction then will be you'll figure out that nutrition does not help your climbing in one month of doing it. You'll be like, I don't feel any better or any different about climbing. And then you'll yeah. stop doing it. <laughs> I think yeah. I think it I requires guess. at least a six-month commitment. <laughs> I think in order to see like a benefit from it, right. I feel like it's gonna, I'm going to need like at least three months. Pro- three months is probably where I feel like. Where do you think the benefit comes from? Well, you don't have any weight to lose. So, what was what do you think is going to help you? I think energy. I don't think I I don't think the foods that I eat often give me that much energy. You talk about not relying on things. I don't know if you talked about it on this podcast, but mm-hmm. how like you don't want to rely on anything. Yeah, right. My <laughs> my days are essentially oriented around how much coffee I can have. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> And like, it's not good. And so I feel like if I change my, my nutrition is so like, Oh, where can I go? Oh, I can get a, I can get a protein bar at the gas, t- gas station right now. Oh, and I can get a cup of coffee because I forget to pack lunch. And so then I just end up eating sure. like, Oh, I can, <laughs> I could go and get like a such a Jake McMuffin for lunch. That's pretty good. Right. And so I, <laughs> I weigh, I don't eat enough. The stuff that I do eat is like just protein and fat. And so I miss out on a ton of, a ton of nutrients and it's, Mm. it's terrible. Wow. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize you were in that place. Oh yeah, definitely. I wasn't when I moved back and then I started going to school and my whole Mm. life. (laughs) The college years. Just like the convenience and time squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. over. I'm I'm actually surprised that there are not more. I I thought your list would be more fun, like more fun things. Yeah, yeah. That's so a very I, like serious list for you. Yeah, I think like 
it's all centered or like the f- not fun things I would say are centered around climbing. Yeah. Essentially like in previous years, it's been about kind of like uh media media yeah. center a little bit. And I think I've established the habits that I want. Uh, I read books, watch, watch movies, TV and play video games. And I think that's like built in me now a little bit with my last couple of years. Yeah. I think like I know the payoff for climbing is something that I really, really want. Like I really want to be injury free and I really want to climb harder um, mm-hmm. because I think it just opens up a lot of doors in terms of what I can climb um, and kind of tackle. And so a lot of it's centered around that. Yeah. And then I really do want more like guilt free experiences when it comes to eating. Like I really want to be able to enjoy food without thinking like, uh, last, you know, I didn't eat well the last couple of days, but I've got this wedding and it's like a really nice wedding and they're going to have like great, you know, whatever. Like I, I find myself in that situation a lot where I'm like always cutting corners and I don't enjoy it. And I really want to enjoy stuff without, without feeling like I shouldn't be doing this right now. Mm-hmm. So what about your shake? What do you, did you think of a couple? Probably my big one that I'm really excited about. I want to try 52 different coffees this year. And so, <laughs> like beans you're, you're roasting or you're, you're brewing yourself or like coffee shops? Uh, either, either. Oh, either. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, that would average co- new coffee w- once a week. And so, I mean, when, when you buy, when we buy a bag of beans, uh, that would typically last us a week and a half, two weeks. So then the rest of the coffees that we could try within this year would all come from traveling. And so that is it's something that, that we enjoy, something that I love to do. And yeah, so yeah. It, it creates a fun structure within it too because I, I love Dan's list of, of evaluating things after he's tried it. Right, and right, so, yeah. so making sure that I'm trying 52 coffees this year, I, I will have to actually write them down, uh, say what I think about them, and, and sort of rate them. But then I have the list. I, I know what I've tried. I, I know what I've liked. And so hopefully, too, it'll help us expand uh, what kind of coffees that we actually like and, and, and try we we have found a pretty good groove in our coffee drinking, and so we don't really expand that much. Right. Uh, so that that'll be fun to try try new ones. What what is your current groove? What what have you locked into that you like? We are we we like uh, Ethiopia coffees. They're they're lighter, they're fruitier, uh, sort of a a berry type of flavor most of the time, and mm-hmm. so. Well, whenever we go to a coffee shop, it's it's basically yep. uh, Ethiopia. But but yeah, so maybe uh, this year will help us to expand our horizons a little bit more. And it's just fun, like trying new things. Uh, sure, when, yeah. when, whenever we travel, uh, coffee is always it's the good core of our trip. So the the locations are all different, but trying to trying to find the the great coffee shop uh wherever we go is always our anchor point 
for right, right. trips. Huh. So, was Adrian into that before? Was she like really into? I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody likes to drink coffee. I mean, when I, most everybody loves to drink coffee. Yeah. But but was she into the tasting of coffee and the experiencing of coffee and the broadening of her coffee horizons before you, or is that something you guys kind of developed together? It's something that we've definitely developed together. I mean, I would say I wasn't even that into uh, it but yeah. beforehand, but I think it's because it's something that we both enjoy and that we both value. We really value good coffee. When we go back to my parents' house, we right. we bring our own coffee. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so I think I think it it's helped but both of us have sort of encouraged the other to grow and expand. So I'm I'm probably more passionate about the actual coffee process and how to make good coffee and and right. what what my techniques are and and everything like that. She is a lot better. She has a lot better palate than than I do and she is better mm. at describing coffee. So it works. We we have a pretty good balance in, in that regard. Oh, interesting. So I, I will make the coffee or I will, you know, search out new coffees and, and make it and do all that. And then she is able right. to distinguish it and give it a little more nuance. So, oh. yeah. One, uh, one, one list one, or one possible episode topic on my list is uh, it's been on there for a while is coffee. I would like to, I would like to have you and maybe Adrian could, could as well come on and talk about try to expand because like whenever anybody somebody gets really into something like that with that comes the potential for you to sort of help other people you know essentially you can be kind of the the gatekeeper to better coffee right yeah lots of people right do do you do that i mean are, are you are you kind of an evangelist for good coffee we got my parents to uh sort of ditch their keurig and get a french press Oh, okay. So that was a well, that that was a huge victory. So small, <laughs> like small step in the grand scheme of of coffee, but for them, that that was a huge step. So right, right. yeah, we're we're always trying to encourage people what coffee could be and expand yeah, sure. their horizons. But coffee is also a pretty sensitive subject. Like we, really? like people are very that they're very rooted. And, and what they drink and how they drink it. And uh, I think there oh. is a, there, there's a stigma against, the, you know, the coffee snob. Sure, and so, yeah, yeah. you know, whenever you try to recommend even something a little bit out of the ordinary for a person, right. they're like, well, you know, I love my drip coffee and I love my Folgers and <laughs> don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me if the, that there's something better out there because the, right, this right. has worked for me forever. And yeah, you definitely have to have a uh, a certain right meaner and disposition about it yep, that you yep. you go about telling people about it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I would guess you wouldn't. You wouldn't necessarily come across as a snob, but it is tough, tough when you're battling that stigma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, snob. so that that's a big one because yeah, I think it, it will have yeah that we will that will be sustainable. My other one would be we want to take an hour every week to pray together and to be intentional, uh, not just pray together like haphazardly, but to to have a more directed guided prayer time together. Uh, so I think I think right now our prayer time together is pretty random, uh, which is fine. It's like 
organic and whatever, but we're not, it's not super focused. And then it's crazy how, and going into that, another resolution I, I, I want to have is to <laughs> not be on my phone past nine o'clock. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, once, sure. once nine o'clock hits to just yeah get rid of the phone charge it somewhere else beyond my, my bedside and then you know that would free up probably like 14 hours of my week right there you know <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> uh, what, what do you want to do at that time instead so the the prayer time would be awesome uh, <laughs> oh sure yeah yeah, yeah that would create <laughs> Right. Uh, I mean, I mean, we we don't go to bed exactly at nine o'clock, but nine o'clock seems like a pretty good, you know, just stopping point. Because what what am I gonna do, or what do I really need on my phone past nine, nine o'clock? There, yeah, there. Oh, I get you. I would read. Mm, <laughs> like a would. couple a couple of years ago, I my resolution was to read two books a month, and it was great. And mm. I I think I ended up at reading. Probably thirty books that year, so yeah. I, I read a little bit more, but it was awesome. I think last year I probably read like five books, maybe. Right. So my resolution would be to read one book a month. I think, yeah, using that time to actually read. And I feel like uh, society is due for a a return, I guess, to reading yeah. books. Sure. Just you know, we're so we're so saturated and inundated with. I mean, it's specifically TV now that I just, I don't know. I wonder if it, if it will start to get a little old or we'll start to, I don't know, just look for different experiences and people will start to rediscover reading as a really incredible form of entertainment. Right. <laughs> most people have forgotten. I don't know. I will see, but it, everything comes in waves. So I, I, mm-hmm. I wonder if reading will become in vogue again sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely. And then my super crazy one, fun one. And this isn't necessarily a, a New Year's resolution because I, I can't really implement it throughout the year. Uh-huh. But my goal is to, I still haven't figured out if I want to do it for one or for all of my fantasy football leagues. But <laughs> I don't know, just okay. <laughs> as soon as you started talking when your like, voice changed, I, I just somehow knew that I was like, right. this is going to be fantasy football. Abso- absolutely. <laughs> I, want, I want to. <laughs> Not do any trades in at least one of my leagues to not to set up my roster, have it fully be based on dra- the draft and waiver pickups, and to not trade at all and wow. try to challenge myself with that. Mm, is that yeah. is that for the challenge or is that to save yourself some time? Yeah. More so for, for the challenge of it. Because oh. I've I've always believed that the most fun part about fantasy football, or at least what I think is fun, is trying to trade. But I realized sure, sure. that not maybe only two percent of other fantasy football players believe that as well. <laughs> they like yes. a lot of people are just afraid of making the wrong decisions, and so right. it's really hard to get people to trade con- consistently. So, so you'll you'll measure your success on the non-trade league against your success on the yeah. trade league. See right. yep. over years which one's better. Yeah, makes sense. Cool. Oh, that's that's five, isn't it? Yeah. What? How many do you think you'll do? What would you set your over/under at? Oh, I think I could do three of them. I think the the coffee one, I'm I'm pretty sure I'll do. Uh, yeah. 
I think uh, probably the hardest ones will be the prayer and the and the uh, books. Yeah, it, it might hinge on your success with the phone thing. Right. <laughs> that's the kind of linchpin of your yeah. of your <laughs> yeah. resolutions. Oh yeah, that's true. So maybe I should throw that one in there too. If I'm not doing those two, then I probably haven't done the the phone thing. Maybe so. Maybe realistically, uh, two two out of the five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think the fantasy football league and the coffee one don't really take any more time, right? You'll probably either go two or you'll go all five, maybe. Yeah. So I only have three. My first one is I want to learn how to do Rubik's Rubik's cubes. <laughs> awesome (laughs) every physics teacher should have that in their back pocket sure yeah right right yeah it's on very on brand yeah i just i mean i mean i've always kind of been a little a little bit of a fidgeter uh i like having you know something else to do i guess i've heard that it's really not that hard you know it's really not that it's not that intelligent of a thing it's just kind of like once you learn the rules of the rubik's cube it's just sort of just following those rules until you you know solve one side at a time I mean, it looks smart, but it's really not that. I don't know that it's that difficult or that brainy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I think so. One thing that kind of drives me crazy about children is that you just cannot. My, you know, my attention is not ever my own unless they're in bed. But then they can always wake up, and then it's not my own. You know. So, if I really like get into something, then it's frustrating for me when my attention could just be immediately at any time ripped away from it and it happens a lot you know which is one reason why i've tried to start reading more because it's so much easier to put down a book than it is to stop watching a tv show or stop playing a video game or something because mm-hmm. books are just a lot more conducive to pausing and dealing with you know oh i need this dad fill up my water bottle you know help me put my shoes on or help me i spilled this whatever and i just think a rubik's cube would fit nicely into that because obviously you could just <laughs> it could just be something that you could do at any time and you could be interrupted also, we're having to start reading with our kids. School send that homework home with them to do reading. And I absolutely hate it. It's so boring for me. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. So it's the worst. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, they're understandably extremely slow and plotting. And it's just you sit there and you just listen to them. And they just sound out their words. And they can read 90%, 95 to 95% of the book by themselves, but then they need your help for 5% of the time when they don't know a word, and they say, what's that word? And then you kind of help them sound it out. So largely, you're just sitting there watching them. So I, it, would be <laughs> nice to, it would be nice to be doing a Rubik's Cube and like half listening to them while they're reading and then be able to help them with their words. They need to <laughs> so, and I just feel like I'm in that situation a decent amount where I need to be on, I'm on call. I need to be on call, but I'm not fully needed, you know? And so it'd be nice to have, I feel like it would slide nicely into those situations. As a side note, have you seen that? uh, I think it's some girl who juggles three Rubik's cubes. It's like as she's juggling, she's like, yeah, solving them. No, I will, I will look, I will look up that, that juggling Rubik's cube girl though. (laughs) I've seen the one where the guy looks at it for like six seconds or something and then puts it behind a, like a shield so he can't see it and then solves it blind kind of. Oh, Oh yeah. That one's, that one's really cool. My second one, so like I said, it's it, it's something that I've kind of already started doing a little bit, and I've just realized that I like it, so I kind of want to make it more official. But with Spotify and with podcasting, there's almost no time during the day that my brain is not engaged on something mm. because I just, anything that, I, that I'm doing that's kind of mindless a little bit, yeah. I just listen to something, right? Uh, like Like most people do. But I don't know what it was three weeks ago or so. I was driving home one day and I 
I don't remember why. Maybe my maybe my phone battery was low, so I just wasn't listening to anything. And I loved it. Appreciated the lack of activity in my brain. Yeah, how relaxing I guess it felt to just kind of let my brain wander to wherever it wanted to go, and it wasn't being directed by something I was listening to. That makes sure. sense. I don't know. I just think my brain needs a break, sort of, uh, yeah. from from stimulation. And yeah, the the transit time is a is a really good. It, it works well for me. I, I actually like it. Um, I obviously love podcasts. I love listening to them and love having some entertainment. And so I don't think it's something I do every day. But my resolution is to for like one day a week to not listen to something on my drive to school or home. That's good. It's really it's really hard to <laughs> unless you I think you give your brain some time to not to not be engaged in something whenever when you when when I'm finding when I want to either when I want to sleep or when I want to just you know pray and sort of lose myself in thought or whatever I'm sort of unable to because my mind is itching for something to to think about or to latch onto yeah totally do you do that do you always listen to something when you're driving or do you choose not to or do you always have something in your ear when it's not fantasy football season, I uh, drive silent. <laughs> no, All the time, no. everywhere. Uh, yeah, pretty much. No, no wow. podcast. Uh, my car radio doesn't work, and so, <laughs> so. But but during fantasy football season, from like August until end of December. Yeah, I do that sometimes. What you're talking about? Yeah, because. I- drive so much for my job i kind of had the same realization that you did maybe like four months ago or something mm-hmm. and because i drive like whenever i work i probably drive a minimum of two hours a day oh, uh, wow. i listen to it just listen to podcasts and audiobooks like all the time but i started listening to music just kind of like beats or music that's really familiar to me to kind of let my mind wander mm-hmm. and I found myself, I think it was like maybe a, a week I did that. And I was like, whoa, I didn't realize that a week went by and I hadn't listened to any audiobooks or podcasts, but it was like super nice. And so now, mm. I don't know, like I actually thought about making this a New Year's resolution, uh, making like one leg of the transit silent. And it's not an official resolution, but it's something that I, I think I'll do more often for sure. Yeah, I think it's I think it's valuable. My last one is... I want to have a weekly time where Nicole and I, I guess sort of just intentionally talk about our parenting because mm. obviously we, we team parent a lot or, you know, we're always working together to, to parent our kids. But I just think, you know, we have three of them now and they all have the pretty different needs and they're, they're pretty different people. And there's a lot of, especially cause she's home and I'm, I'm at work. There's, I feel like there's more and more things that I'm sort of missing or that things that I'm not, mm. I'm not getting to see you know, that, that are happening with our kids or the, the ways they're developing or things they're going through, experiences they're having. I think whenever we have, we, we've always been very reactionary in our conver- in our intentional conversations about parenting. You know, when we're having trouble with, with a, a child, they're having some behavior issues or they're, they're just getting, kind of getting patterns of how they respond to situations badly. Then you, whenever we've had an intentional conversation about how to fix it, we usually come out come out of it with some pretty good stuff and some strategies and some practices that we're gonna we do together and that we're kind of unified on and that, that usually they work pretty well uh, and there's been a pretty high success rate, but those conversations don't happen that often. 
I would say, or they're, yeah, they're very reactionary. If things are going just fine, then we don't really kind of have like a meeting, come together, figure it out. So I think it'd be nice to have that, to just try to not be reacting to problems, but try to be, okay, how are we promoting? What do we want to promote in our kids right now at the stages they're at? And then what can we both do to do that? It would be a fun conversation that I would be motivated to have. Yeah, those are my Last question. What, What is your quickest piece of advice for how to, uh, be successful at resolutions. <laughs> what, what have you found that increases your success rate with keeping them? Uh, mine is it's kind of like a two a two piece that hopefully fits together somewhat somewhat nicely. Like choosing them is really important. Uh, it's kind of like the first stage in settlers where you're where you're placing your mm. uh, settlement. Like you have to really pick them and make sure that they are what you want to do and. My piece of advice for that is view them like a bucket list. That's the level of intensity that you would should want them. Because if you don't want them that bad, then then it's probably not going to happen. I guess that was only one part, but whatever. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of interesting that that you said that along with what you said earlier, which is where you take like a shotgun approach, where you like try twelve. How, how does that yeah. how does that go together? Where you you just really want twelve things? Or what? Yeah. Yeah. Just really want 12 things. And then, you know, I think we could all find it's funny. I hate, yeah, I hate self help books. I really don't. <laughs> uh, but I love New Year's resolutions, which seems to be kind of like a little bit of a contradiction. But my reasoning is, or like the, I think the logic behind it is that I feel like so many self help books just tell me what to do instead of like giving me a framework for why. I should do those things or care about what they're, what they're suggesting with like the shotgun approach. It's, it's things that you really do think you, you want to do. And they should be like, where like a self-help book is non-personalized, right? To the mass audience. These should be the, the opposite. It should be just for you. And I think like the longer you do resolutions or bucket lists or whatever they are, the more you'll, you'll get what you want. So like, yeah, I think for like the last two or three years, I had like maybe 10 to 15 New Year's resolutions. And this year I have like six. Uh, and so like the longer you do it, the less of a shotgun approach I think you'll probably end up taking because you'll find out more and more and be able to kind of discern between mm. what you actually want and what what you think you want. But they should all be that genuine, I think. when you're yeah. When you're thinking about it, they should all be that genuine. And then definitely just have that freedom or like to to let go not be afraid of letting go of something that you think you want and you discover that you don't want it for instance my my big one is when i first started my biggest new year's resolution that kind of kicked it off was i wanted to learn piano uh and so my new year's resolution was to play piano a half hour a day for a year and then i did that and i enjoyed it and then i set it as my goal for the next year and I only made it half the year. And it was like pretty tough for me to reconcile not wanting to play piano anymore because I just wasn't getting enjoyment from it. It was it was kind of like a, a step of faith for me to say like, hey, I don't enjoy this. This is something I need to let go of because it's like burdening me more. And I feel like guilty when I don't do this thing because mm. uh, I yep. said it as a resolution. And, and like, lo and behold, when I gave it up, like I felt a whole lot freer and I, you know, like 
I I found out that it wasn't as important to me as I thought it was. Yeah, I mean that that goes right. My my one piece of advice is, or the one thing that I that guides mine is I every resolution I choose I I want to be able to say at least there's there's at least some element of fun to it that when I think about doing it it sounds fun, even mm-hmm. if it's even if it's practical, or helpful or self improvement esque. All three of the ones that I listed, there's some element of it where I, when I think about it, I feel, oh yeah, I think that would be kind of fun to do. That would be that would be enjoyable. Fun is obviously one of the most easily motivating things, and so if it's if it's fun, you're yeah, you're a lot more likely to do it. Which is which is funny because that seems to be the the exact opposite approach most people take with resolutions, yeah. right? It's like think of the hardest, least enjoyable things you'd want the least to do <laughs> that yeah. sound the least fun, and then resolve to do those, <laughs> and then. Buy a gym membership and two weeks later never go again. My advice would be to tell people what you're what you're resolving to do. Oh, that's <laughs> a hot take. That is a hot take. Really? Well, yeah. My, it would be tell people that that way you you remember what you're doing. Uh, most of the time, I stop doing resolutions because I sort of forget. <laughs> And so the more that I tell people, I think it's sort of like writing it down is that it, it just gets into my memory. And then I think being able to, to tell people what you're doing, I think you can tell right away if you're going to be excited about it <laughs> by the way that you describe uh, what you're doing and what you're trying to do. So I, I think that's a pretty good in, indicator of if you're go, going to be successful. <laughs> Like when when you're when you're telling people about it, are you getting excited? Are you are you being encouraged just by the fact that you're saying, "Hey, I am resolving to drink 52 coffees this year." <laughs> if you can describe it to someone in a way and and be excited about it, then you're you're probably going to be successful. But if, you, if if you're talking to them and saying, "Like, oh, I'm going to try to read 12 books this year," oh. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> yeah, I can get behind that. The regular advice is to tell nobody, right? Yeah, like totally. TED Talk right on it. That's oh, it. really? Yeah. The, the idea is that the more you talk about your goals, when you talk about your goals, you get sort of this false feeling of satisfaction. You know, like you're telling, like, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start eating better. I'm going to be, you know, lose 20 pounds, da 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 And then actually what happens in your brain is you start to get a, a small percentage sat- a sense of satisfaction like you've actually moved towards those towards reaching those goals. And so that kind of satisfies the mm. edge, I guess, of your motivation. But you actually haven't moved forward at all. You actually haven't haven't done anything. And so then you get the feeling of progress without actually any progress. And wow. supposedly they they researched that, that that actually hinders people achieving their goals. That's interesting. But I like your reasoning, Jake. I mean, yeah, yeah it's fair. I mean, yeah, it, that's not that's not gospel. So, I mean, <laughs> All right, guys. That was a uh, yeah. That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I'm uh I'm curious. It'll be curious to do a. You know, this is on record now. I so there's no there's no yeah. forgetting. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> well, the maybe it'll be a maybe it'll be an annual tradition to revisit and right. to give our percentages. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's fun. We'll uh, have a we'll good see night. You next week. We'll see you. Yeah, All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. After three weeks of kind of holiday themed episodes, next week we'll be back with more. Uh, nitty-gritty parenting stuff we're going to start a couple episodes on discipline so hopefully we'll uh, have a good time with that 
If you want to help us out, uh, two main ways you can do it. We'd ask to please, if you can, leave a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. And also, just as always, please tell people you know about uh, this podcast if you think they'd like it. That's it. Uh, Thanks so much. We'll see you again next week. Happy New Year, everyone.